You are listening to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. And I am Dan Hill. Let's get this started. Episode 9, Married to It. November 3rd, 1993. And I kept reading this title as like Married to It. I think it's Married to It. Or it's Married to It. Like It. The clown. It the clown. (laughs) Married to It. I'm married to It. No, it's like you're married to it. Like, do you know about the mob? Oh, I'm married to it. So it's Married to It. Married to it. Yes. Married to it. Married to it. So like you are, that's your thing. I'm married to it. We didn't get a Halloween episode. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the year. Boo, what an opportunity. Very missed opportunity to do a Halloween episode. It would have been so much fun to see these characters like hook up with each other. And like not know one was wearing a mask or something. And then be like, bah, got you. There's always season three. Or like Michael's hooking up with Kimberly and then like they take off the mask and it's Sydney. <sighs> that would have been great. That would have been great. That would have been so good. Anywho, uh, we open up at 4616 Morrow's Place. There's candles lit. Jane and Robert are having a smooch fest. There's clothes everywhere. The camera pans all over the room. And we see where they've just taken off every article like piece by piece and left a little breadcrumb trail to the couch. And very dangerous. Jane Jane and Michael used to do the candles a lot. Very just dangerous. <laughs> you could really burn down the joint doing this candle lit stuff. Well, they're going at it. They fall on the floor and Robert makes a comment that they are outgrowing the couch and he wants to know if he's invited to spend the night. And she's like, of course you are. And he's I like, thought you'd never ask. Yeah, well, Ro- I thought Robert would ask because he gets signs that he should back off every other day. Well, it's nice that he asked then. So they things are going well with them, and then there's a knock on the door. So they're like, let's just pretend we're not here. Maybe they'll go away. But the knocking persists, and then we hear from the other side, Jane, it's Sid. I know you're in there. Come I know on. you're home. Come on, guys. Open up. So Jane goes to the door, and she's like, Sydney, not now. This is not a good time. Jane, I have the best news ever. And Jane's like, well, you're going to have to tell me about it tomorrow. Peace. And she just like shuts the door. And then Sydney's face is like, just falls. Like, oh, okay. I see how it is. She's so deflated. So then the very next shot is the exterior of Kimberly and Michael's beach house. And they are hooking up. Everyone's just in bed doing it. Yeah. And there is a phone call. And 
Kimberly answers it, and it's Sydney on the other line asking to speak to Michael. All Sydney wants to do is like just talk to someone who's just either doing it or about to. Yeah, that, she has like really good radar about that. Um, so Kimberly hands Michael the phone, and of course she is pretty upset that Sydney's on the other line, and Michael's trying to play it off like. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, well, Sydney, um, congratulations. You got the job. And of course, Sydney's on the other line, uh, acting like a phone sex operator. Like, yeah. So I start tomorrow. Why don't you come over for lunch? And then maybe we can go to my place after lunch. What do you think, Michael? Is it a date? And he's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sydney, congratulations. Uh huh. I got to go now. Uh huh. Sounds good. And Sydney says, uh, I can't believe how much I miss your body, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And they're in such close proximity to Kimberly. I mean, I know you've you've all been there. Someone's on the phone with somebody else and you can hear them. You can hear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess Kimberly wasn't so wise about it. And then so Michael hangs up and he says to Kimberly, oh, well, Sydney just got a job at Shooters. And Kimberly says... I don't care how lonely she is. This is weird, Michael. And Michael's like, what do you want me to do? And Kimberly says, end End this little friendship. End this friendship now. So we then... One day, Jenny, can you just call me and be like, I can't believe how much I miss your body. (laughs) I think it every day. Do it. (laughs) I need it in a phone call. Or our fans, just tell me, send me Oh my whore, gosh, please don't. Send me he whore flowers has, and tell me you miss my body. He already has a big <laughs> head as it is. Don't, Come on. Don't add to the problem. So, so Kimberly is like, end this little friendship. And then we cut to a guy we've been missing, Matt. Yeah, so he is at this art gallery. I guess it's some opening, and he's kind of perusing the artwork, and he's admiring a piece, and then a very attractive young gentleman comes up behind him and is like, oh, you've got a really good eye. That's blah, 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 so-and-so. I hate that art artsy bullshit about, oh, good eye. It's like, what? Dude, I'm just, you're just looking at painting. <laughs> Well, I really wouldn't know. Um, I, I couldn't pick out what what good art is from bad art. But to me, it just all looks like Saved by the Bell logos. Like, <laughs> just, just like lots of squiggly lines and abstract shapes. And he goes into how it's like some kind of like Russian um, art movement at the time. And that's kind of why I think they're there. Probably because Katya... Uh, wanted to go check out the this art if it's like hails from Russia. And they strike up a little conversation. And it looks like that they're vibing. You know, they're having, they're talking, they're making eye contact. They're really smiley with one another. Yeah, really happening. Um, Joel, Joel Walker is played by Jonathan Penner. He's, he's a, really pretty eyes. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. He's known for uh, Coneheads. Rude Awakening. Oh. Um, the Last Supper. Um, and that's about it. But really, if we're talking about male guest stars, like he we're getting up there. I mean, they're they're getting a lot more attractive from season one. He's he's a looker. So they're chatting and then Katya comes up because well, she's 
Yeah, they're chatting and clearly like into each other. Right. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And she comes up and she's like, oh, hi. And she. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Let me. She's like Russian Medea. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. <laughs> hello. And Matt goes to introduce her and she's like, oh, hi, I am. <laughs> My name is Katya. Oh, I'm... I'm Matt's wife. <laughs> I'm the wife. And immediately, this guy's like, oh, oh. sorry, got a, uh, di- didn't see that one, but I'm out of here. I get the message. Yeah, he was like, okay, well, nice meeting you both. Please enjoy the rest of your evening. But you, it's very evident that he's into Matt, and now he just feels kind of embarrassed that yeah. he may have been flirting with him, and Matt might have been straight. And Matt's face is like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't get, like, I don't get to date anybody. Yeah, it kind of sucks for him. Dude, Matt has a, he, he's probably, is he the only cast member from season one and up to two that has not had sex during this run? I know. He hasn't he hooked hasn't. up with anybody. He hasn't. He's He's been on, like, two dates or one date. Yeah. Well... I have a feeling they're going to turn a corner. Haven't even even seen him kiss. Well, Dan, you got to think of the times too. I mean, today we're you know you see gay relationships on television, and it's like it's whatever. It's not. I guess you're right. But in '93, I think it was very cutting edge to even have a gay character on like a network television show. I mean, I'm not saying I want to see like Matt like go to town on some dude. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I mean, we want Matt. Fair is fair. Yeah, you know? everyone else is doing too. it. Yeah. So, okay. So, Katia picks up on this and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Was it something I said? And he's like, yeah. And he's it like, fucking was, Katia. And they go outside and he's like, um, newsflash, this isn't Russia, okay? There isn't KGB lurking in the shadows. The walls don't have ears. Like, <laughs> you don't have to play this role as my wife. Like, every time we see somebody, you don't need to be like, I'm his wife, I'm his wife. You know, it always surprises me when Matt gets mad. Like, he gets... Oh, Matt has a short temper. Yeah, like, he's Remember the swim sweet... disc? <laughs> of course I and then when he, he yelled at Amanda, he's like, I got it, Amanda. But it's always weird because it's so, like, a, like far away from his personality. Like, he's such a sweet, docile person. Yeah. And then when he does get angry, you're like, oh, my gosh. He, like He bottles it up. It's kind of scary. He bottles it up. And then he's like, later, Dad. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> You know and, what? They don't they don't show you the inside of Matt's apartment much because there's holes in all the doors. <laughs> Matt's just aggro fucking beating down his walls. <laughs> <laughs> so Katya is, of course, very apologetic. And she's like, well, just come back here tomorrow and tell him that your wife is very understanding. And she she gives him a look here that's like, I'm hip. And cool. <laughs> like, my husband can date dudes. And like she's like, tell him your wife is very understanding. Because <laughs> I'm a hereditary. 
Fucking so, Katya, you bring me so much joy. So they get in their car and they go away. They go away. Now we go to uh, Allison and Joe. And Joe looks so hot right now. Oh, yeah, she does. She's, she's looking good, girl. She's got girl. this like, mesh t-shirt on over yeah, a tank top. I was really feeling it. Like I hadn't thought Joe looked good in a couple episodes, but sometimes they make her like. What did you call her the other day? You were like, she's kind of like. Oh, she's the, like cool, the cool aunt. aunt. <laughs> <laughs> the cool aunt. Yeah, the cool aunt. However true. you want to say it. But yeah, she is. She's an aunt who would like always give you gum. Or like be like, okay, I know your parents said that you can't watch Friday the Thirteenth, but I'm gonna let you. Yeah, she like let you freaking stay up late. Yeah. Play, read horror comics. <laughs> So she's kind of gabbing with Allison in Allison's kitchen as I guess Allison is getting ready for work and she's telling Allison how her little date went with Steve and it turned out it went really well. Yeah, they talked for four hours. Yeah, on the Sounds beach. Sounds great. And it was really romantic and you can tell all the while Allison's face is like tightening. Like, yeah. Yeah, like every word that Joe is saying, it's like the, a screw turning in her heart. The more jealous Allison gets the tougher her hair gets. And it's really getting, I mean, it's really coming out to like... All her, her stress goes through her uh, her hair follicles and it just hardens. <laughs> and it just grows exponentially. Yeah. Her her hair is made out of uh, fingernails. It's like, and as usual, I don't know why they're doing this to her, but they still, she still got that weird cobra mane look happening. Mm -hmm. Helmet head. And then uh, Billy barges in, in the shortest shorts we've ever seen on the show. (laughs) I think they were like like, underwear. And he's like, uh, hey, what's going on? (laughs) And and Joe's like, "Uh, Bill, don't worry about it. And he's like, Billy always says the things that he can't do, but, do but he claims that he can do them. He's like, come on, let me know. I can keep a secret. <laughs> like, Motherfucker. No, no you, you can't. can't. You absolutely you can't. keep secrets. That's like all, that's like your M.O. Yeah, he just says stuff. He's like, hey, come on. I'm never jealous. I can keep a job. <laughs> I do what I say. <laughs> no, you don't, bro. So, um... Yeah, so that's where we leave it there. He yeah, and like you can just tell this whole scene is set up that Allison is just super jelly of Joe. Totally, totally. She wants Steve so bad. Sydney drops by Jane's house to give her the good news. She's been hired as a server at Shooters. Right, and she tells her by completely being in uniform and apron on and just walks in and is like May I take your order? <laughs> Which was cute. She I looks guess. cute. And Robert's there too. And uh, Robert asks, hey, are you free on Sunday? Do you know if you have to work? Because my parents are coming into town and Jane is going to cook dinner. And it would be great if you could stop by. And Jane's face the whole time. She's like just making dead eye contact with Sydney. Like, no, no, like, no. Do not no, fucking no, say no. yes. 
do not and fucking come to dinner. Sydney takes a, a cue because I was thinking she would be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. But she sees Jane and is like, actually, I have to work on Sunday. I wish I could make yeah. it. But, you know, I'm just so happy to have a job. She'd only come if she wanted to bang Robert. And that might not be too far off. So she leaves and Jane is and, like. But Sydney's already off. and She's like, I can't come. But come by the restaurant. Drinks on me. It's like, you haven't even had your first day yet, and you're already, like... Giving away drinks? Yeah. Come on, Sid. Saying like that. What? This is Sydney. Right. But, like, she just doesn't know how... She doesn't know how shooters works yet. She doesn't know if she has, like, a comp check. Well, maybe she was going to actually buy it for them. Yeah, maybe. Um. So, Matt, he goes back to the art gallery after Katya was like, don't worry. Tell him you can have fun with him. <laughs> so he goes back. He goes back to the art gallery, and then Matt. He's basically explaining the situation. He's like, "So, I'm married to Katya, so that she could stay in the country." But weird blocking here. There are some of these scenes where uh, I'm yeah. like, "Who created this blocking?" So. It's like a high school play. Yeah, Joel is like he he sees Matt. He's like, "Oh, hi, Matt. Thanks for coming again." And like, won't make eye contact with Matt. And it's like, "Bud, yeah. like, why are you so weird?" And he's like, "No, I am married. Yes, but I just want to tell you that it's not what you think." And then Joel gets up and he starts walking away from Matt and like listening to him. And he as his back is turned to him and poor Matt is like pleading to this guy's back. And it's like, dude, just turn around. Like yeah, look at turn him around in the and face. face. And so, but Matt gets him, gets him back on board and is like, look, I really, I think you're cool. We should, we should go out. And uh, Joel's like, well, I have theater tickets. No one says I have theater tickets. They say like, they say the name of the show, at least. Or it's like I got Hamilton tickets. Yeah, how do you have a ticket and like no one else is gonna go with you like two days ahead of time? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. This is what it is. Joel is that cool. He has like one of those season tickets. Yeah, he where just he go. probably just like can like pick up his tickets like whenever he wants. Right. He like has the membership. Yeah. So he's like, hey, look. I mean, he does own an art gallery. Yeah, he should be. He should be at all the theaters. Yeah. All so he's theaters. got. He's he's got tickets. And Matt is like smitten. He's just like, great. I will do. Let's do dinner. Let's do the theater. This is going to be great. Don't worry. We then head off to the hospital where Matt is going to tell Katya about how great it went. But Katya doesn't have the best news. INS is going to conduct a home visit. Yes. And they have to come on Sunday, the night after the big date. Matt's like, God damn it. So he's like, what are we going to do? And she's like, we're going to move in. But why? Why in the world would they move from Katya's apartment to Matt's? Why wouldn't they just have Matt come over and pretend like Matt's going to live there? Well, they already, because in a, uh, like three or four episodes ago, Matt like jumps the gun and is like, they're moving to my place. Yeah. Remember? But I do remember that. But if you just think about the whole like logistics of everything, they are. It makes more sense. Poor Nikki has like her own room. 
over like why would they move into like seriously a one bedroom apartment they at least had two bedrooms it just is so it just seems so weird yeah so katya is like i'm gonna bring over some personal things and we're gonna put them in your apartment and make it look like we live there and i just have my daughter like sleeping on the floor or like a couch or something yeah it's weird it's dumb so next scene it's at night. Michael is on the porch of his house, just slugging some beers, as one does. Looking out at the ocean. And none other than old Sydney Andrews rolls up, and she's like, hey, Michael, what's up? And Michael's like, Sydney, you need to leave. I don't think you understand. You did not get the message. It's over between us. I don't want to see you. Get out of here. And Sydney says... He says, get up and skedaddle. (laughs) (laughs) Skedaddle, bitch. And Sydney says, I called the hospital and I already figured out Kimberly's work schedule. Which is like, what? So she says, Kimberly's not coming home. I know she's got the whole night off. So then she takes off her dress. Just takes off the whole thing. Completely naked underneath. And she's just like standing there, just stark naked, looking at Michael saying, Michael... I'll do anything you want, and I mean anything. And Michael is like, oh, damn. His conniving little face. You can just He's see like, like yeah, everything son. running through his his brain. So then they... That's tough. I mean, for Michael, that that's tough to, to pass up, you know? Well, he, of course, doesn't pass it up. And next thing we know, they are rolling around in the bed and Sydney's like, Michael, I love you so much. I love you. Do you love me? And she like gets on top of him and like, like gets very domineering and is like, do you love me? And he's like, yes, I love you. I I love you. And he's like, yeah, sure. No, he says, (laughs) yes, I love you. Oh my God. So guys, this is something I did not see coming. Yeah. I thought we were going to have at least another episode, maybe two episodes to like stew nope. in the affair. Things are happening. No, Quick. we are like, this is like, let's get it done. Which Shit's I going love. Down. So Kimberly walks up to the house and which you've got to like ask, did she really call the hospital? And did Michael just take her at her word? She probably called the hospital and found out that Kimberly she was, was coming getting home. off of work. And Sydney, man, and Michael's just a total like, like whatever. He's like such an idiot. He didn't know. So Kimberly walks in the house and immediately she hears a woman's laughter coming from the bedroom. So, you know, she she already knows what's coming. Yeah. She walks over to the door, opens it and sees Sydney on top of Michael and Sydney Sydney turns over to look at the door and gives Kimberly like the most bitchy grin ever. It was like we had to rewind it because Daggers. it was that it was just like <laughs> I got She's him. I like, got you. So of course Kimberly is heartbroken. She's like Michael, get out of here! And, she, and Michael goes running after. He's like Kimberly, wait, Kimberly, Kimberly. and then. Then she roll, walks up to Michael and she just goes, you bastard. Gives him the biggest fucking smack in the face. Which he deserves. Pops him one. And she's gone. Yeah, she's out of there. She ain't playing. You don't do that to Kimberly. You don't mess with Jake. And you don't mess with Kimberly. No. 
Kimberly is one of my favorite characters, and you don't mess with her. No. Now, Jane is in her kitchen, and she's on the phone with Robert. She's trying to decide what to cook for their big dinner with Robert's parents on Sunday. So they're having a really nice conversation, and she's like, I miss you. And it's just like, whoa, we're there? Where they're, like, telling each other that they miss each other on the phone? Yeah, don't worry. In an episode, Jane will be like... Ooh, things are too, way too fast here. (laughs) So she hangs up with Robert and there's a knock at the door. She goes to answer it and it is Kimberly standing on Jane's doorstep. And Jane says, what makes you think I give a damn what you have to say, girl? Yeah, why are you here? I mean, just looking at it from Jane's perspective, this is the homewrecker that broke up her marriage, had no care or consideration for Jane's feelings. And Mm -hmm. here she is at her doorstep and she says, I want you to be the first to know I'm leaving Michael. He's cheated on me. And she's like, okay, well, I don't care. Like, why are you here? She says, I found Michael in bed with your sister. So that's like double whammy back to back. Okay. Kimberly finds out about the affair and then Jane finds out about it the very next scene. And uh, Jane is basically still like, fuck you. Just get out of here. Like, I don't believe you. You're a liar. And Kimberly says, I did you a favor, Jane. Michael's a sick bastard. He is. She's like, but just to say that to Jane is like, man, that takes balls. Yeah. So, of course, Jane is very distraught over this news and she goes right over to shooters because she knows that that's where sydney's working Mm -hmm. and of course sydney's not having a great first day nope she's slinging she's slinging uh slinging burgers and salads she got the salads wrong and the table is like um i asked for russian dressing or whatever (laughs) and And gina gershon is there to be like honey it's okay you'll get it yeah and she's like okay um i'll go get that for you and then jane Walks right up and is like, Sydney, we need to talk. Sydney's like, I'm working here, Jane. She's like, nope. Uh, and then the woman's like, oh, excuse me, can I get that dressing? And Jane's like, later. So Jane pulls Sydney over and says, Kimberly just came to the apartment and said something I just couldn't believe. She said that she found you in bed with Michael. And then as soon as she says that, Sydney just averts her eyes and she's kind of like looking away. Tell me she's she, lying. And Sydney cannot confirm whether that's true or not. And then she's like, are you, are you kidding me? You really did sleep with Michael. And then that's when Sydney says, well, he practically raped me. Oh, God. I've been, I mean, he's just been coming after me and coming after me and calling me and wanting to see me. And then when I got this job, I came to tell you about it and you didn't have time for me. So I just wanted some attention. I just want somebody to, to tell me that I was doing the right thing and... And I just, I was so upset when you didn't give me any attention. And then I went to Michael and he did give me attention. And I just, I didn't know what I was doing. So they're in this huge confrontation at Shooters. And Sydney is pleading for Jane to like believe her and understand her. And she, Jane calls her a little bitch. Yeah, she goes, you little bitch. And Sydney's like, come on, Jane. I'm your sister. And 
Jane asks, has it ever happened before? And she denies it. No, 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 never, never. And then she says, you have to forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm your sister. Fuck that. And then what does Jane say? I don't have a sister. Ooh. Boom. And Jane walks right out. Hey, I get it. I get it. I get it too. Um, if, if my brother did it to you after we got divorced or something, Bye. I'd be in prison. <laughs> I would be in prison. Double homicide. Oh, gosh. Don't say that. <laughs> now we cut over to Melrose Place where Katya and Nikki are moving their stuff in to make Matt's house look like they've all been living there. And as Katya says... I just bought something to have a woman's tough. So as they're walking into Matt's place, Amanda sees them going in. Of and course. she's like, oh, hey, Matt, what's going on? It doesn't seem like your place would be big enough to have all those people in it. Which first I'm like, Amanda, how is it any of your business? Yeah. Who just cares who's in there? They're carrying one box in. That doesn't, that, like, how does that merit this conversation? You know she, like, sticking her nose into people's She biz. does. And then Matt says, oh, yeah, Amanda. Well, an INS agent is going to be coming over to the apartment on Sunday to verify that we live together because, you know, we got married and everything. And so if they ask you any questions, can you just, you know, vouch for us? And Amanda is like, ooh, yeah, about that, Matt. Uh, I'm not too sure... Um, uh, are these qu- these questions? Are they gonna? Do they have any ethics or, or legality ramifications? And he's just like, you know what? Mm. He like his face immediately is like, damn it! I shouldn't have asked this asshole. Well, what? She, and and she, no, I get what she's saying. I mean, he's in essence asking her to lie for him and you've got to think of it from amanda's standpoint too i mean amanda doesn't really know the tenets of melrose place all that well and she's like man i just don't know if i agree with this ethically because we uh (laughs) you know she's like our country country we can't even take care of our own right and then uh, why throw that in there and then amanda pulls out her red make america great again hat (laughs) I mean, I don't agree with that aspect of her argument, but I've got to see her side that's saying, you know, asking me to lie for you to a government agent, I'm not doing that. That's not a good look. You made a choice and I like respect the choice that you've made, but I don't want to be involved. So he says, you know what? How about you do me a favor and just don't talk to the guy when he comes by? Yeah. It's like, um, you know what? Take your racist ass off somewhere else. (laughs) So we're back in Matt's apartment and he and Katya are concocting this plan, like what they're going to say to the INS agent. And right now, Katya looks good. They have been putting her in she more form-fitting stuff. I mean, not that she's unattractive, but before yeah. she was just kind of plain Jane, just kind of like whatever. Well, not like not like the Jane in the She's in like show. lab coats. Yeah, so she's she's looking better. And she's like, well, we're going to need to tell the agent when you fell in love with me. And she has the best story immediately that you have to ask, how many times has Katya done this? Because well, she had it. She was on fire. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking. I was, I was about to cry. I was how, like, this story is beautiful. How many times has she thought about it with Matt? Because after this scene, 
it really made me question Katya's feelings towards Matt. Yeah, she's catching some feelings. So she's like, he said, she asks Matt, when did we fall in love? When did you know that you love me? And he said, the first time I laid eyes on you. And she says, the first oh, time no, I laid eyes on no, you. No, no, no. It can't be that. What it is, is we were in the cafeteria and <laughs> I was a, you were a dollar fifty short and Ugh. I had the money for you. So I paid for your lunch. Because she has all the details. You were cute. And then, and then he picks up and says, and then you smiled. And when I saw you smile, I knew that you were the woman for me. I just knew. And so they're like holding hands, facing one another, getting really close. And it's kind of like they start trailing off of their and, sentences. And, and like it's an odd to... cut. It's an odd cut, too, because they're like they're talking and it's cutting to his face, then her face, his face and her face. And then it, there's a wide shot of both of them standing there. And they're like way closer than they would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Than, than they would have been just talking to each other. It's weird. So Matt kind of catches himself and he's like, oh, okay, I have this date. But yeah, sounds good. And Katya just kind of like lingers for a moment, just like yearning for what that would (sighs) really be like if they were really in love. I wonder what it'd be like if Matt was inside me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Katya. Uh, So now we go to the hospital. Michael is he's on like fix it mode he grabs kimberly and she just screams don't touch me it's over we're through and you're michael, a pig and michael's like okay yep yeah okay let me have yeah, it he's kimberly. Like, come on come on bring it bring it to me i deserve it you you tell me how much you hate me and and you just make sure and because michael's not used to this well he's used to being dumped on he's not used to like a strong, independent woman that's going to say no bullshit when you disrespect me and when you cross that line, it's done. I'm right. not forgiving you. He thinks this is routine because he was able to to get Jane back a little bit. Yeah. And, and uh, but he, he's just like, okay, this is just what we do. You yell at me, and then it'll be fine. So just let's let's have it. Yeah, so Kimberly just goes to him and says, look, Michael, you just make sure that you're out of my place by the time I get home. And she turns on her heel and walks away. And Michael, at this moment, I'm watching, I'm like, Michael's fucked, dude. What are you going to do? Back to the hotel. Bye, Michael. Bye, Michael, you pig. Back at Matt's place, uh, he's getting ready for his date that evening, and it turns out little Nikki has a fever and she's burning (laughs) up. I'm sick. <laughs> and then Katya's like, Matt, Nikki's sick. I put her in your bed. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Why the hell would you do well, that? Well, there's no place for the little kid to sleep. Like, and I don't, now like, I'm going to get sick. I would have been like, Katya, if we would have stayed at your stupid house, she would have had her own bed and she'd be comfortable. She'd be at home. And they should have just lied to Katya the whole time and be like, been like, oh, Matt's going to move in. The, this whole thing has so many holes. And I'm like... Why didn't you guys plan it better? Well, they needed Matt at Melrose Place. I know. To run I around. know, I know. Katya wants to take Nikki back to their apartment where Nikki can be comfortable and be in her bed. And Matt insists, no, no, stay here. She's already here. Plus, we have the INS person coming tomorrow. Let's right. just write it out. Right. And uh, he's he's like, he's sort of frazzled. He's ready for his date with Joel. Joel knocks on the door and... Uh, 
Joel shows up and he's like, oh, I didn't realize they lived with you too. Yeah. So like so. Joel's taking this all in and is like, damn, Ooh. this dude, like, he's got a girl, a daughter. They live with him. What am I doing? Like, what kind of a bag baggage does this dude, Matt, come with? And it was so much like, like a high school date where your parents are like, go ahead, go on. Have fun. And then did you notice as Matt was leaving, Katya basically kisses him on the lips. Yeah. And he walks out the door and she just watches him go. Like just with this like forlorn, like longing look after him. There he goes. There he He goes again. Poor guy. Poor girl. So they go on their date. And uh, now we go to Amanda and Jake. The only time we see Jake in the whole episode. Yeah, Jake got a break. I'm just kind of sick of Jake. Really? A little bit. It's just Coming a lot. Coming from you, that's insane. It's just a lot of Jake, you know? Yeah, you can there only take a lot. There was so much Jake and Amanda for the last two yeah, episodes. Yeah, that's annoying. But Amanda's like, I ordered in from one of the finest restaurants. And it's like, bitch, you ordered spaghetti. <laughs> That's not something you order in. You could just make spaghetti. All right? Not Amanda, okay? She cannot be troubled to do anything that intensive. Uh, But there's a knock at their door, and it's Jane. And can you believe it? Jane has come to Amanda to ask her to make Sydney move out. Can you make Sydney move out, please? Can you kick her out? She did something awful to me. And Amanda's like, what? And she just says, she can't tell her. She yeah. she tries to, starts to tell her, but then stops herself. And it's like, look, all I'm just wondering is, like, Sydney is a bad person. She's not going to be able to pay you on time. She's probably not going to even be able to pay the full rent. And then Amanda says, I know that she's had some money issues. That's why I insisted on a co-signer. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of all hits Jane that. She's like, great, Michael co-signed. This is my life now. Fuck. <laughs> but I'm just kind of like, what would make you think that Amanda would be like, hey, could you leave because Jane doesn't like it that you're living here? Like, that's insane. Yeah, it, it's a little much to ask for that. But I could, you got to look at it from her perspective. Uh, like, she's she's in desperation to get some some separation from this divorce whole situation the divorce and michael just continues the whole cast of characters with kimberly and now sydney it's just like on and on and on yeah she is just wrapped into this thing it's like a divorce that won't end poor girl well back at allison and billy's place joe is kind of hanging with them before her date with steve she's showing off her outfit and as she's talking to them steve kind of wanders over and knocks on the door. Yeah, and st- he's like, she's like, how'd you know I was here? He's like, I heard your voices, which... Creepy. I, mean, I know, they have the windows open. They live in a courtyard. I could I could understand that, but he's like, so, Allison, this is where you live? And he's just a little bit too interested in that factoid. Yeah, she's like, yep, this is where I live, with my boyfriend. <laughs> But, you know, she puts on that front, but then we see little Allison's face as Joe and Steve leave. You know, the jealousy is building. Yeah, something's going to happen there. Something's going to happen. We are now... And, oh, um, so they go off, 
uh, Joe and Steve, and then uh, Allison and Billy have a moment at the door. They're wearing the same blue, terrible shirts. <laughs> and and uh, and he's like, Billy says something like, looks like it's date night. At Melrose Place. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and Allison's like, yeah, don't you feel like the old old people like or something old married couple and then billy's like actually i love it i love that we're here together yeah and allison's like get me out yeah, of here yeah you can tell allison is just like she's counting the days she's, like, she's like done it's done please i can't sit here and watch this guy drink minute maid all day <laughs> uh we're now at the theater and it's intermission and the Maddie- theater Matt is on a payphone calling to Katya, letting her know where the towels and sheets are. That's like, Matt, you don't have a big place. You probably no. have one linen closet. I'm sure Katya could like figure it out. And he is so just like involved. And he's so worried about Nikki. It's just like, dude, have fun. Kids get sick. Yeah. It's not so, a big deal. So we see Joel. He comes uh, from the background and is then in the forefront and looks at Matt and he's like, hey, um, why don't you go? Like, why don't I take you home? And Matt is like, no, 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 no. We, ha- I have to stay. I mean, I really want to see the show. He's And Joel is like, Matt, look, you spent the entire first act fidgeting and looking at your watch. You weren't even paying attention. I don't want to watch the second half of the show like this. And I can tell you want to get home. So why don't we do that, and we can do this another time when it's better for you. Yeah, Joel's like, man, I got season tickets. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, I can come back tomorrow they and see Hamilton. Twice on Sunday. Yeah, you fine. kidding me? <laughs> Catch a matinee. Take your ass home. So Matt's like, all right, I'll do it. And he, they, they, they leave. Now, one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode Kimberly comes home, of course, expecting Michael and his stuff to be out of her apartment. Because remember, she signed for the lease. Michael, I don't think, is paying anything to live there. No. Because he has to pay Jane all of that alimony. And he, she walks in to Michael just... Slugging back beers, watching their box TV, watching the boob tube, yelling at the TV, and just yucking it up. He walks in and he's like, "Oh, hey, honey, you're home." Hey, honey, how you doing? (laughs) It's it's the approach of like nothing happens. Hey, nothing happens. You know what? There's a there's a funny uh, Seinfeld episode where um, where George. I know this isn't a Seinfeld podcast, but like George quits. uh, He quits working for the Yankees. And then, like, he realizes, oh, shit, like, what have I done? And uh, and Jerry, like, suggests to him, just go back. Just act like you didn't uh, you didn't quit. And then maybe they'll just think you're, you're there working. But it's the same thing here. Like, but that worked for George, didn't it? it? Yeah, but people, like, looked at him, they're like, hey, didn't you quit? And he's like, what? No, I'm good. And it did work. <laughs> Well, this isn't working for Michael. No. So Kimberly is super pissed and she's like, Michael, I told you, you have to leave. And Michael's like, look, I've been thinking about this, Kimberly. I'm not leaving. I like it here. This is where I am. If anybody's leaving, like you're leaving. And he says, I'm tired of getting kicked out of my own home. (laughs) It's just. 
just like, well, is it kicked out of two homes? Stop being a like philanderous bastard. Yeah, Michael. Maybe you wouldn't get kicked out. Michael, stop fucking. Stop. Just stop. I mean, Kimberly dude. looks like a 1940s, like beautiful. She's so hot. My girl Friday or whatever, like gorgeous girl. Like, and she is totally devoted to you and worships you. Why wouldn't you just stick with her? Uh, but she's like, fine, okay, whatever. I fine, I'll leave. I don't care, Michael. I'll, I'll get the rest. I'll have a girlfriend come over, pick up the rest of my stuff tomorrow. Peace out. It's over. Bye. Next scene, we're back to Jane's apartment, and she's bought uh, groceries for the dinner she's cooking. But in those groceries is like a full plant. It's really weird. Is that oregano? <laughs> No, I was like, is that cilantro? It's that like basil. Whenever it's like you're a full watching bush like, of basil. like a play or like old school TV, it's just like a paper bag with like a baguette oh. sticking out of the top. And then it I mean, it was supposed to be like herbs, but it was literally like a weeping it's willow shrubbery out of the bag. So she bought shrubs from the grocery store. So she's unpacking and after hearing all all of this stuff today with Kimberly coming to visit and then having the confrontation with Sydney at Shooters. Robert comes in and he's excited that Jane's going to meet his parents and um, he can tell right off the bat that she is not happy. Jane tells Robert what happens and then she just starts crying. Josie Bissett is just, I think whenever she cries, it really strikes a chord within me. Dude, you know why? Because she is the purest character. She's right so now. sweet, and I mean, I just think too, like she's literally seen, she's literally done nothing I wrong mean, to anybody. But like when Allison cries, it's almost like funny, where she just does that little like that laugh thing that it's just like I don't know if <laughs> like what are you doing? But like when Jane cries, it's like this really sad like little puppy, and you just want to be like, oh, like it almost yeah. makes me cry when I see her Dude, cry. Jane, Jane is all right. Think about it. Let's break down Jane. Entire season one, she did nothing wrong to anybody. The only beef that she really had was with Allison, because Allison was the other woman in a relationship. Oh yeah, and with, with she Keith. did lose her wedding ring. She lost. She lost her wedding ring. Yeah, that was her one risky thing. She like this woman is like compared to everybody else. Like yeah. she's like yeah. she's had a miscarriage. Yeah, she. You know everything with Michael and now that like Sydney sucks so bad. Yeah, she got Sydney a job at her work and that that sucked for her. Michael's cheated on her. Like Jane's does nothing wrong. So when bad and all like almost all the bad stuff, Jane is involved. Yeah. You know. So, so it's she's really in Robert's like, arms damn. and she's just saying like I don't understand any of this. What did I do to deserve this? I don't like I don't get it. <laughs> Why? And it's I just it want to give you a hug, Jane. It's like, oh, poor baby. She hasn't done anything. <laughs> if anything, she's been awesome. She she took in Sydney. Yeah. And so Robert is just like, okay, do you want me to like cancel with my parents? And she says, no, no, no. I want, I want to have them over. And you know, they kind of he gets her in better spirits by the end of the scene. The only thing 
that Jane has done that was very mean was pour spaghetti sauce on Michael's head. But that was awesome. <laughs> that was like that. That was like great. He deserved it. Yeah, he did deserve it. Like we wanted to see that. Now we're back at the hospital, and Kimberly walks into the break room. And the entire room is just filled with vases of flowers. Right. And, and uh, so she, Kimberly walks in. She looks at the flowers. She sees a card and it's like, it's like, I'm, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, Michael. Love you, Michael. And um, then Mike, we see Michael in the background. <laughs> and, and he's me, observing. Yeah, he's watching her look at it. And he like walks up. He not only what, he like struts up. He starts fixing his tie and is like, you could see like he's proud of himself. Like giving himself a pat on the back like, mm-hmm, yeah. I really did the right thing this time around. I'm winning her back. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I uh, cleaned out four floors uh, for all these flowers. And when You can he, smell them down the hallway. When he said that, I thought he said he cleaned out four floors to get those flowers. <laughs> So I immediately look at Dan. I'm like, holy shit. Can you believe that? Michael went into all of the sick patients' rooms at the hospital and stole all their flowers and put them in the break room. And Dan looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he just said he cleaned out four floors to get them. like, no, four florists. (laughs) So we had a nice little laugh about that. He's not just stealing get well soon flowers. um, Okay, you... (laughs) I It'd be a lot cooler would if he did. not put it past Michael Mancini to do that. That is totally within his character's wheelhouse. They all like, say like weird shit like, hope your leg feels better. <laughs> <laughs> hope the incision heals soon. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> My condolences. <laughs> so she... Um, Happy birthday. And the thing about Kimberly that I love, though, is that she doesn't take shit from people like she's yeah. very guarded she's really independent she's very confident and she's not gonna let michael weasel himself back into her yeah. life like you, i didn't think for one second that this was gonna work and on her especially see, on her like okay she's reading it she as she's reading the note she does pick a rose and smells it. she's getting a little nostalgic but then as soon as she's aware that michael's in the room she throws it down and says yeah there is something that stinks in here and it's not the flowers. (laughs) Which is like, ooh, sick burn. Sweet diss. Mm, So, good for you, Kimberly. Four floors. Four floors. (laughs) Uh, So now, we go to Matt's place. It's Sunday. INS is there conducting the, the investigation He's looking through like photo albums of, of their wedding night. And he's like, wow, you guys seem very happy. And um, But he does say, he's like, you do seem very much in love. And you have a very nice little life that you're building together. But I have to be frank. The speed in which you guys got married is a little concerning. And it raises some red flags. But he doesn't say red flags. He says something very weird. What does he say? He calls it alarm bells. Oh, your marriage <laughs> sets off alarm bells. Who, the suddenness of your who marriage. Who says alarm bells? Babe, that's like a common phrase. Alarm bell? Alarm bells. I would say it sets off alarms 
or it raises a red flag. Yeah, it, I would never say alarm bells. Where do you think that alarms originated from? They were actual bells. Right. But no one said, someone either says, this is alarming, or this, this, <laughs> say, this, 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 belling. or they say, this is, I said alarming, I said, and then I said, this is, this is a cause for alarm, or fire the, ring the alarm, please, sound the alarm, <laughs> no, okay, no, no, ring the alarm bells, this is alarm bells, okay, no, the, like, trust say, me here, red flag, or alarm. It's Not a alarm common bells. saying. It is a common saying. I've never heard anyone say alarm bells. Remember when I hadn't heard a clutch and you never heard of what's the all the that? rage? All the rage, and we had like that big debate of like clutch isn't real and all the rage isn't real. All right, fine. But We're not doing bitch of the week this week. We're gonna do. <laughs> have you heard of alarm bells? Yes. Yes. Or no. <laughs> Alarm bells is fucking weird, guys. No, it's not. It's yeah, like, a, it like a very standard thing that people say. I want you guys to reach out. Let me know okay. if alarm bells has entered your life. So, <laughs> so Katya says, oh, they, well, there's an explanation for that. Yeah, Matt, I couldn't let her leave. When I knew she was leaving... I needed Katya. I couldn't let the woman I love slip through my fingers. This cross-eyed Russian beauty. <laughs> I just there needed There was only her in one life. scene that it was like you. It was really Dude, difficult. It looked to like tell. A, it looked like a glass eye. <laughs> she did look. No like offense she to anyone had with glass eyes. Eye. I'm just saying it looked. But like never before had I thought that she had a weird like cross-eyed situation going yeah. on. Well, she's never seen this much screen time. That's I bet true. <laughs> the, the directors didn't even know. They're like, oh, fuck. What is. <laughs> what? And she's like, yes, he's the man of my dreams. And we're here because we love each other so much. And then little Nikki comes out of the back bedroom and sick, it's like. Sick Nikki. Ooh. She's very sick. And what I say, I was like, she's oh, gonna she's going to fuck it. this up. She's, she's going to blow, blow it. it. And, and, and she goes over to the INS guy. And the INS guy just like shakes her hand. I'd be like, "Excuse me, sir. Um, Don't touch my kid. She's sick." Yeah, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, hi, mommy and daddy. What's and, going on?" <laughs> and he's like, who, "Who is that man?" And then Matt introduces him, and then he's like, "Hi, little Nikki. So, what do you think about Matt? I think he's a very nice man." And he's like, "Did your mommy tell you to say that?" Yeah, and immediately I was like, "That is, oh, that is stepping over the line." I'd be like, "Do um, not talk to my daughter." That is a very off-base question. You're not here interviewing my daughter. She's sick, and she's like five. But like you can tell, like the terror in Matt yeah. and Katya's faces are like, "Don't!" And it just out of the bag. And he, she's like, "I like our house better." Oh. And Katya's immediately like, she's very homesick. <laughs> she's a little confused. We just moved. Yeah. And he, and then, yeah, just to say that to a little girl, it, it really changed the tone of the of the interview. And Matt stands up immediately. And he's just like, this well, is done. Uh, if you need anything else, let us know. Yeah. So we leave that scene kind of with a question mark in the air. Did he buy it? So now we go to Jane's apartment. And Jane is with Robert 
and his terrible parents. Oh, they're not too so terrible. She sounds like she smokes a pack a day. <laughs> that sounded and like she was ta- Harvey Feldstein. What's his last name? I don't know. From the Birdcage. Oh. He Nathan talks Lane? like this. No, no, no. Oh, no. he's in Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, he's he's a um, matchmaker. Matchmaker. Make me a yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know his name. Harvey Feldstein. I don't know. Harvey Something Weinstein. Seen. No, not that little pig. <laughs> that pig. He's he's very, that pig. He could he could be Michael Mancini. Yeah, but he's just not as attractive as nope. Thomas Collaborate. Um, so anyway, um, they're all eating dinner. They're having a very nice conversation. Everything is going so well. Dunk, 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 dunk. And I thought, uh, this is like Sydney or Kimberly. That's a knock at the door if you didn't know. <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> and um, we hear Michael on the other side of the door just and, going, let me in. Ah! And Robert's answering the door now. Yeah, like, weird. Jane, so, but, Jane should be answering this door. But you could tell, even from like being inside, that Michael's like tore up. He's drunk. Yeah. And so Michael just tears into the apartment right there. You know, he's of- like, he he pushes Robert. At, Robert's like, you can't come in. And Michael's like, oh, I'm coming and in. He's, he's like, like, I used to live here, you know. He's like, get out of my face. He said that. And he just told me, he's like, I need to talk to Jane. And Jane's like, Michael, you need to leave. And he says, I came here to ask you to get your slut of a sister out of my hair. <laughs> and he's all drunk. Then Robert's like, okay, buddy, you got to go. Grabs him. Michael throws him up against the wall. And then Robert turns around and just socks Michael in the stomach. It's like crazy. Okay. Boom. Think about all the insane stuff that happened this episode. This shit was crazy. Like, what? So we, we're, our jaws are like on the floor like, oh my God. And this is all happening yeah. in front of Robert's parents. So they finally get Michael out. But Robert literally throws him out the door. Yeah, like rolls him out the door. And Michael, before he leaves, he's like, oh, this is my, this used to be my house. And then Robert like rolls him out of the place. And he's like, not anymore. <laughs> and where where's Amanda now? Where where is nosy ass Amanda yeah. at now? She heard this. She lives like above them. I feel. I don't I don't know where she lives. <clears throat> uh, but it was really shocking. And of course, that's got to be so embarrassing for Jane. I mean, just add another crappy thing that's going on in her life. It's like she wants to impress this dude's parents mm-hmm. it's just oh I, She's like, I oh that's just my her. ex-husband who banged my sister <laughs> oh, he comes by time to time drunk as hell but i love your son he's great <laughs> uh next scene we are back at the art gallery with matt and he's showing up to apologize to joel about leaving so abruptly during their theater date and this whole storyline could be done over the phone like yeah. we didn't even really need a Joel. Like Matt, well, you could have just called called him well, every we, time he has to go to his art gallery. There had to be something kind of like pulling at the relationship with Katya. Yeah. I mean, like he even he expressed concerns to Katya about getting involved with her, even like posing as her husband because it could potentially like 
interfere with his dating yeah. life, and it is, and it has. You, so all of Joel's outfits I would wear today. <laughs> I love his shirt that's all like checkered up, and then he has these like flowy like pants, and then he looks like he's wearing Toms, like like slippers. He's ahead of the game. He looks fucking like money right now. So Matt goes to Joel and just wants him to know, hey. I am really interested in you and I don't want you to get the wrong impression. There's just a lot going on. And Joel's like, yo, dude, like, I like you, but I worry your life is a bit too complicated for me. What's and it's valid. Fair. Fair enough, man. Like, and what I like about Joel is that he's really upfront about this, you know? Yeah. He, like, is not skirting around the issue. He's upfront and honest. And he's like, look, like, maybe in another life. but He's like, like, dude, you have a sick kid at home. You're married to this Russian chick. <laughs> and Matt is, like, begging him. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I've never seen Matt this he's aggro. Like, no, please, please, Joel. Like, please, Joel, I really, really like you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, clinger. And Joel's like... Let me think about it, okay? And I'll give you a call. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you soon, right? I'll see you soon. <laughs> it's just no, like, yeah, Joel's like, I'll call you. And then Matt looks at him like with like dead eyes. And it's like, any time. <laughs> Whenever. Like, that's a little like coming I, on too strong. I expected Matt to just take off all of his clothes like Sydney and say like, you, <laughs> you can do, do whatever you anything. want. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Do anything you want to me, Joel. <laughs> it really was kind of desperate. Yeah. Poor Matt. Matt, bro, you need to get out more. So it's the next day after everything happened at Jane's house and Robert comes over and she says, well, when I didn't hear from you last night, I thought that was it. But like, they're adults. So Robert's like, I don't give a shit what my parents think. I was like, yeah, well, you really shouldn't. I mean, to an extent. Yeah, but I mean, if, he's a f- if your family really disapproved of somebody, and that was a horrible first like day to meet somebody. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was a mess. And he says, you know, I got an earful from my father, two hours worth, and by the time he was done telling me off, it was too late. And she says, well, what do you think? What do you think do that you- argument was like? Uh, that woman's a whore. <laughs> Don't hang out with them anymore. <laughs> they're know. trash. Those are trash. Robert, they're trash. Her sister's banging her ex. Ugh. Oh, gosh. There's probably... You need to leave her, Robert. <laughs> Give me my pack of Virginia Slams. <laughs> Get rid of her, Robert. So he says he doesn't agree with his parents and that... Um, he suggests a restraining order. Oh, that's right. That, on Michael. That's right. He says, and you know, we're going to have Michael out of your life because I'll be able to have a restraining order by the end of business next day. Yeah, and Jane looks at him. She's like, you can do that? You're my knight in shining armor. He's like, yeah, we should have done this like a week ago when I beat a, had to beat him up at fucking Matt's wedding. <laughs> How many times do you have to throw this guy out of places? Uh, oh, now Michael. we head back over to the hospital where Matt is sitting at a desk and working and Katya comes over and she's got a long face on and doesn't look good. So robotic. 
Yeah. And she like crosses her arms. That's like, the one thing. <laughs> it, it looked like, like exactly like they were like, okay, Katya, you need to walk here, hit your mark, turn around, cross your arms, and then put your head down. And, like, she and did, shake your head, no. She did look kind of like a robot. Yeah. She is so weird when she walks like, like that. All right, Katya, take six steps, turn around. And it's like she was counting them. You could see it's like one, two, three, four, five. Matt looks at me, then arms up, cross them. <laughs> look, look at the scene. You'll, you'll yeah. see what we're talking about. Um, so she's like... So I heard from INS and like try, it seems as though it didn't go so hot. Yeah. But then <laughs> she gets all chipper and says, they said we were the happiest couple they ever met. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> INS approved. So it looks like they pulled the wool over INS's eyes. However... Matt isn't as happy about this news as Katya is. Oh, yeah. It's almost like he was hoping that they would be found out and they would be shipped off. So it's like, I get my life back. And he's like, well, and Katya asks what's wrong. And Matt tells her what happened with Joel and that it kind of seems like think that he's not interested in him any longer and then he's just basically like look i'm so happy that you and nikki get to stay in this country but sometimes i gotta ask myself why am i doing this there's nothing in it for me why are you doing this? and i am having to turn away like potential guys i could be really dating and having a nice life with because i have you guys and then katya is like well, Matt, you have two people in your life that love you and care for you forever. Forever. And Matt's Which, like, fuck. He's like, I don't even care. Great. About and like, you can tell that Katya is like, forever. Yeah, Katya is down. Yeah, she's really developing a bad crush. So now we shoot over to D&D. And Amanda is asking how the date went. With Steve and Joe. So Alice and Steve and Amanda are all seated at a table and they're just going through like all of the photos that Joe took for the ad campaign. And then they have one that they've selected. And Steve is still like, oh, I still don't know about having me as the face of the ad campaign. And it's like, dude, Dude. we already did the photo shoot. Like it's happening. Yeah. Ten minute meeting. Like I said. That's it. Stop. you're, You're the guy. If you had these problems. You should have said it before the photo shoot, you ding ding. So they're talking about this, and then Amanda is like, How did your date go with Joe? That's like, Whoa, that's Left unprofessional. Field. Yeah, and he's like, Whoa, it went great. Is this where he says, like, He says, Well, she's beautiful, smart, and talented, but she's no Allison. And looks over at Allison, and, you know, of course, How do Allison you say that? giggles like a little schoolgirl, like, <laughs> It's like, Steve, you picked. Joe up from Allison's place. You know they're going to talk. Or not. I mean, he's that could just be a nice little compliment. Uh, but then Joe comes and then Steve and Joe go out to lunch. lunch. And then Amanda makes the comment like, well, if I didn't know any better, I think that Steve has developed a crush on you and you don't seem to mind it. And Allison's just with her hardened helmet on. It's just like, yeah, bitch, I don't mind. So now 
we head over to the final scene of this episode. Sydney shows up at the hospital, sees an unhappy Michael, and she's like, oh, Michael, hey, um, you know, I was thinking since you and Kimberly are basically done and you and Jane are done, we can just, like, be together. And he just looks at her and goes, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about, girl? And after girl? this little proposition, he's like, are you crazy? What do you think you mean to me? You are a diversion, Sydney. Nothing more, nothing less. And she says, Michael, I love you. And then Michael says, now that's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> and, and he's like, now that I've had you, I'm good. I don't want you anymore. Bye. Threw you out. Like yesterday's news, shit. Oh. And then, of course, Sydney's little face is just like, just filled with anguish and distress. And the credits roll. Dropped her like a bad old habit. Yep. So, Jenny, let's recap this thing. Katya is getting in the way of Matt's love life. Joe goes on a date with Steve. Allison's jealous. Kimberly catches Sydney and Michael and ends it. Robert and Jane are tested, but they make it through. INS visits Matt and Katya and Fs up his date with Joel. Jane disowns Sydney. And Allison clearly wants Steve. So how about some 90s moments? Not a lot. I gotta say, I was so engrossed in this episode. I found myself hard like, to catch them. usually like I'm like scanning the screen like, what could it be? What could it be? But like when I'm watching it, it was just like my, I had to pick up my jaw from the ground because there were so many <laughs> crazy things that kept happening. I just kept getting lost in the, the characters and the storyline. Yeah, it was slim pickings. But I've got... um. I've got Katya's hair braid. She had a lot of braiding happening in this episode. Yeah. Katya's like long hair braid. Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, I think the art that was being featured in the gallery, that was really just indicative of what 90s art and aesthetic was. Again, it's just that like, I always think of the opening credits of Saved by the Bell where it's just like squiggle lines and like, like curly cues yeah yeah the little curly cues spirals and like those garish like really bad primary colors that are like just staring at you like yeah oh i just hate i don't know i'm sure that that there there's a place for that kind of stuff in art history and there are a lot of people that appreciate it but it does not speak to me i Mm. do not care for it so that was like a really i kind of like it really yeah i'm into it I want to get some for the your, house. Actually, your dad has some pieces th- that aren't as egregious. He probably got them from Joel. Yeah, Joel's probably his art dealer. My dad has a butt painting in his office. What? <laughs> the Jake butt painting. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I get it. Um, I've got the the entire like Microcorp ad. We finally got a good look at the at those photos. Steve, like, I understand why he's, like, so, like, is this right? Because <laughs> it doesn't it does look, look good. pretty bad. It looks real bad. And their tagline is, it does the thinking for you. There's one where he's, like, I think he's laying down. No, he's not. Are you sure? <laughs> we could roll it back. 
But like it looks like he laying down like cradling the laptop in yeah, his arms. Yeah, it's like got a laptop in his lap. <laughs> no, like a full computer in his lap. Like it's just and it's like the hat he's and, wearing is like a all Joe. It's like a fisherman like captain hat. Yeah. Like that's like not worn in or anything. It just, it just looks bad, guys. It's really bad. Uh, I mean, shit. We got shitty photographer Joe and we have terrible uh what creative mind mind <laughs> Allison. Allison it does the thinking for you yeah put it together oh, jeez gosh. this and, is what you get i mean matt calling on the payphone back from the theater i mean that's mm-hmm. pretty 90s uh there was a rollerblader that oh, crossed the um, sure. that crossed the melrose place um i've got um jane's paper bag groceries mm-hmm. that was a thing and Paper I, bags are making a comeback, though. Yeah, that's all I got. Resurgence. So, what lesson can be gleaned from this episode? My lesson here is never bank on the work schedule of a doctor. <laughs> like the two times that you are like, oh, for sure, she's working. She wasn't. She comes back. She comes back. That- you cannot trust her work schedule. That's a really good one. Thank you. Um, mine, kind of within a similar vein, um, and Sydney taught me this, is don't show your entire hand too soon. Last yeah. episode, she threatens Michael, I can make your life very uncomfortable. But the next time they're together, she sets it up so Kimberly's going to walk in on them. Like, she could have milked this for episodes to come yeah. lording it over michael and making michael be her puppet and do whatever she wants yeah so i think really her eagerness got the better of her and she wanted michael all to herself and mm-hmm. before she really had his like like allegiance i mean he did say that he loved her while they were in the throes of passion he'd say whatever yeah, but it's just kind of like don't lay your don't lay all your cards out on the table prematurely. It's time for bitch of the week. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Last week, bitch, Jenny, I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 I picked Jane. Bitch, bitch. You picked Billy, and this was a close one. Fifty six percent of the vote. You all have spoken, and I agree. Billy is the bitch of the week. Yay! Billy's always the bitch of the week. <laughs> Stop. If there's a week, Billy's the bitch of it. <laughs> Stop. So this time around, who gets your nomination? I am going with a curveball here. There are several bitches in this episode, but I'm picking Katya. Okay, elaborate. <clears throat> All right, here's why Katya's the bitch of the week. Because she knew Matt was gay the whole time. She knows what's up. She knows that this is a, uh arranged arrangement. This is an arrangement so that she can stay in the country. She immediately comes up to Joel and, like, peacocks. And she's like, oh, yes, this is my husband, Matt. It's like, man, that's such a bitchy thing to do. You have no ties with Matt other than that that he's helping you out. And then you're going to go, like, cock block him? 
Yeah, that's pretty messed up. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah, that was so bitchy. Then you move in your sick daughter into his bedroom <laughs> to get better. And you like you really come down on him for you she sort of like lays on the guilt trip for him going on the date with Joel. And I don't know, like she's just very bitchy. She's catching feelings. She's being a bitch. I think she's the bitch. Okay. How about you? You know, in this episode, I think it was so clear. The bitch is Sydney. Boom. Oh, this girl. She did some shit. Total bitch. Okay, firstly, she has to have validation from people around her just to, like, function. Like, she needs, she gets hired at Tudors, and she goes to Jane's probably super late at night, and even though Jane is like, it's not a good time, she still continues to try to push her way into Jane's door. Please, I just have to tell you something. And it's just like, uh, Sydney, it's not always about you all the time on your, like, schedule. Other people have stuff going on. That in itself is bitchy. But then we take it to the next level. She continues to see Michael behind Jane's back, knowing that it would be a huge betrayal to her sister that she's doing this. Major. So she has also concocted this whole plan that she's going to have Kimberly walk in in the middle of her and Michael hooking up. And I am really... I really think that she called the hospital to make sure that Kimberly was coming home and Michael was just too drunk and oh, stupid yeah. to like understand if that really lined up and he just took her out her word. Yeah. And that is bitchy. And her little face, her face to Kimberly when Kimberly sees her and that smile. What a bitch. Even, even Jane calls her the little bitch of the episode. She even says, you are a little bitch, Sydney, because she is. She can't even look her sister in the eye. And then after she does admit to having sex with Michael, she wants Jane to forgive her. What is wrong with you? You are like a crazy, maniacal, insane sociopath. You're insane. Like she is a she is a major bitch, and she doesn't even like realize that she's doing it. It's like she has she a mental illness. Like she she is so fabulously deranged. I love her, but I have to say she is complete bitch of this episode for sure. Well, it's up to you guys. Head over to Twitter at Melrose Pod or jump in our Facebook group and vote for Bitch of the Week. Yeah. On Tuesday when this episode releases. So, Jenny, this episode is called Married to It. <laughs> that, Not Married to that the de- Clown. That it. deranged little clown. Married to It, I think is. Like, married to It. Married to It. Married to It. In the sewer. It needs a it needs a rename. We gotta rename this one. This is a great episode, and it's called so good. Married to it. (laughs) We gotta do it justice. What do you got? Okay, my rename is selfish tendencies. 
because in this episode, I feel everybody was looking out for number one. They only were worried about themselves and how everything would affect themselves. Like how whatever happened in the episode would affect them. So that's what I'm going with. Maybe not as strong, but um, tell me what, what are you thinking? It's better than married to it. <laughs> Mine is a line from a character that didn't have many this episode. Thank the Lord. Uh, Melrose date night. I'm calling it hmm. one. Everybody had a date in this one. Everybody. Jake and Amanda had spaghetti order in. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Matt and Joel, of course. Matt and Joel had date Did night. Did Billy and Allison, though? I mean, they had home date night. They were wearing twin shirts. <laughs> they had the same outfit. They were having some kind of brother-sister twinsies day. <laughs> um, Joe, Joe and Steve had a date. <laughs> Michael kind of had a date with Sydney. Well, Sydney had a date. Sydney just like threw she, herself on top of Michael naked. Sydney makes her own dates. And yeah, that's all in Melrose Place, isn't it? No one else lives there. <laughs> Rhonda, where you at? Where you at, girl? So yeah, I'm calling it Mary uh, Melrose Date Night. Cool. So how about some predictions what do you think is going to happen in upcoming episodes all right i predict jane jane goes and gets this restraining order and michael breaks it and gets locked up (laughs) um i think ins is catching katya very soon i think michael is going to just torment kimberly and drive her nuts and I mean, I think they're going to get back together ultimately, but I think that uh, that 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 relationship gets a little a little more toxic. And I'm hope I hope Allison cheats on Billy. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you on that. I think Allison is somehow going to sabotage her relationship with Billy and Joe. But I feel like she's too much of a good girl at heart. Mm-hmm. To actually cheat on Billy, I feel like like she'll have a conversation with Steve and be like, "Well, I think it's official. We both have um, mutual feelings for one another, so I'm going to have to go to Joe and Billy and tell them the news that we are going to be dating now." Like I feel like yeah. she's gonna go about it that way, um, and then I think that Katya and Nikki are on the way out, but I don't think INS is gonna have anything to do with it. What I think is that Katya is going to have to do a lot of soul searching and she's going to realize that she is having these feelings for Matt and she's going to make the decision to take Nikki back to Russia because Mm. she can't handle it. Huh, interesting. I feel like that's the way it's going to go. Very interesting. And then I think, too, Michael is still going to mess with Sydney because he can and now that Kimberly isn't giving him the time of day, he does need to have, like, something for him at home. Um, but I do think that he's going to try to woo Kimberly back like hardcore. And I don't think Kimberly's going to fall for it. I, I know that she stays on the show, but I'm really hoping that she, you know, doesn't fall back into this horrible relationship with Michael that she like is 
that her character plays a purpose in some other way. Yeah. Well, I have one more. I forgot. Who the the female guest star in this that you called Gina out? Gina Gershon. Right. She was the bartender yeah. at Shooters. I think I like there's no secret me and Jenny have seen these seasons, but we don't really remember. No, we've only seen I think up to episode 3 and it was it was about 8 years ago. Of season 2? No, I think we've only seen up to season 3. Yeah. Like the but, like Right, you're right. We haven't seen all the entire series, but we've seen like up to season 3 like a long time ago, so we don't really remember everything. But I do remember that Sydney gets involved in prostitution. I think that Gina Gershon is part of that. Please, God, make that be I, the next few episodes. Yeah, I think she like... Oh, intro- my God, please. I think she please. introduces her to that. I think she becomes a... She becomes like a like bigger... Like a call girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's a like, I got some work. extra money on the side type of thing. I think. I hope so. I don't know. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, we're hitting our stride, guys. We're getting back into the really juicy, fun, every scene is like a doozy episode. That Yeah, it's so good. I mean, Season two is, I, now I know what you all were talking about, man. It's really getting good, and it's so fun to watch. So, we got a really cool message on, on, on our Facebook group. If you go to uh, facebook.com, uh, search for groups, Melrose Place podcast group, just just request to join, and I'll get you in there. But uh, Gregory wrote us uh, a really, really cool message. I'm just going to read it here. Uh, While listening to your coverage of the first season of the show, I noticed you guys talk a lot about the music, which is true. We always make fun of the music. Well, especially season one. It was like such bad music. It the, was so bad. The, the There was the sad music. And then the happy music. Oh, yeah. We were trying to remember this. Yeah, there's that. Um, So he's saying, he said, Did you know that all of the pseudo 90s bands and dance music you hear on the DVDs, which is how we're watching, and we used to watch on Hulu, but... I we realized we didn't have to sit through the commercials if we just jumped on <laughs> the like, DVD. We have all of the episodes at home. Why would yeah. we watch them? So now we do the DVDs, and it, so he's saying, um, "Did you know that all the pseudo '90s bands and dance music you hear in the DVDs and on Hulu are not the original tunes? Like in 90210 in the '90s, Darren Star made sure that all the music in Melrose Place was hip and happening." So in each episode, you could hear whatever song or artist was popular at the time. For example, at the end of the pilot in August 92, when everybody jumps in the pool, you could hear Control by Janet Jackson instead of the generic like rock song you hear now. But Spelling Television lost the rights to all the songs played during the original run of the show and replaced those with cheaper music probably like rights free or something um in 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 his opinion the show suffers from this because the general feeling you get where music is concerned now is cheap of course some of those original songs would be dated by now anyway but it would have given a true 90s vibe to these uh, reruns 
I totally agree. I agree. And that makes perfect sense right because whenever they're in the club it's that song that's like dun, 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 it's so dun, cheesy it is so dun, cheesy dun, you dun, watch it dun, and it's like oh my god is this a saturday night live sketch what are they doing right and a lot of the music is it just sounds like ripoffs and i i this makes so much sense and i'm so happy that you knew this and that you shared it with us because it's just yet another fun behind the scenes a little gem that we wouldn't have known otherwise. So thank you so much for sharing that information. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, it, like, in the comments, um, Kevin comments, he's like, yeah, like, when you guys mentioned a generic-sounding Gloria Estefan rip in one of the episodes, when um, when Allison asked Billy to go on that work date. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, shake your body, body and groove. Uno dos <laughs> It like probably was a Gloria Estefan song. Yeah. And it probably was. It was probably the come on everybody, let me do that conga. It sounds just like it. Um so yeah, that thanks for sharing that. I we really, really appreciate that, man. And if any of you guys have any other fun tidbits of information like that that you want to share, we love getting those messages and we'd be happy to read them here on the show. Yeah. Just to kind of spread the knowledge of like, we're the more of Melody We're not Jones. experts, man. We're oh, just we're watching far it. from it. <laughs> we're just watching the episodes and talking about them. We don't we don't claim to know everything. But uh, we want You guys it. are the super fans, and we're the ones that are just kind of exploring it. And we're the vessel. Yeah, <laughs> and we really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we thank thank you so much for listening. This is so much fun. We love doing it still, and uh, we love that smut, baby. We do loving that smut. So uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Melrose Pod. We are on Patreon. If you feel so inclined to. Contribute to the podcast. We offer, in return, stickers, bonus content, extra episodes, character breakdowns, all the goodies. And you get episodes earlier than Tuesday mm. when I get off my ass and edit them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Melrose Pod if you want to contribute to the podcast. And if you want to email us just to chat, MelrosePod at gmail.com. And leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be really cool. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, do that. We'll read that. Say whatever you want, good or bad. Hopefully it's good. We'll read it, though. We will totally read it on the podcast. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we love smut. Bye. Shake your body and group. One of those tricks. I hate Billy. I know. Ew. <laughs> he Look looks like shorts. an amphibian to me. He fucking sucks. Daddy, okay, please go.